Welcome. This is the MindFit Podcast. I am your guest host, Monty Hobson, friend of Brandon Jackson. And with us on a 95 degree summer day in July, the embodiment of a healthy mindset. Her name is Lisa Shukart, and she is an amazing athlete in her own right but also someone who has overcome cancer and is a light to everybody in the gym. We're just really glad you joined us today. Aw, well, thank you. And really, give us a good snapshot of where life is right now for you and your family and um, what's what's on your priority list on a day-to-day basis. Well, I am retired, quote-unquote. I always say from raising my children multiple jobs, some full-time, some part-time, homeschooling my kids over the years. So at this season of life, I have two adult children, and I love my daughter-in-law and my son-in-law, so we're very fortunate. And we're just enjoying a little bit of a do-whatever-we-want kind of season, and it's short-lived, I get that. I still have Uh, parents that are alive and so we look out for them a little bit you know so I try really hard to take advantage of the day get up be grateful and know that the good Lord has put me here for a purpose I just really work hard at being a blessing and not a burden to others it's a really peaceful time But it wasn't always that way. No, it wasn't always that way. Mm -hmm. Um, I can relate with a lot of the young families that I see around us. And just the busyness, raising your kid, trying to pay your bills, getting through family issues and dynamics. It is a direct decision to be grateful, be patient, and to look at what you have and not only... Uh, be thankful for that but then also to see how what you have can be a blessing to others and just kind of sharing your life um, with other people because we need each other I like more people around me I'm I like that relationship aspect of life living is giving and one of the things Lisa does I'm gonna brag on you for a second oh boy. is show up to every place that you go as a servant it's, it's pretty incredible because you're always looking for who can um, you pray for, who can you uh, just ask about their life and encourage. Um, little things, not big things, but just little ways that you can be in the present moment and helpful. Yes, it's something you practice. It's not something that you, you know, can buy for three small payments at $29.99 <laughs> on a line somewhere. It is just something you want to do so it's kind of a heart mind connection you do that it's amazing how much trickles down and even those people that are just super busy and they they don't have one minute in a day to give to anyone else can take a moment take a deep breath even just a smile to a clerk at the 7-Eleven is a way to have a heart and a mind of of gratitude. So That's totally practical because there's so many opportunities just to be loving, especially in a world where we all sort of are in our own sphere now with our smartphones. You know, everybody's almost looking down all the time. Uh, But just making little connections is giving. 
you never know what it's going to do and what kind of impact it's going to have on another person. And I don't know where everybody comes from. You know, there's some situations out there that are really hard. You kind of came to gratitude through the struggle. Yes. So needless to say, around 26, I was divorced and I was moving back from Ohio to Missouri. I called it my uh, drive of shame because growing up, I mean, I don't know anyone that wants to be divorced, you know, you just kind of go, oh, you, you want the fairy tale. And I was pretty angry, you know, I was pretty frustrated with my decision and everything that didn't work out over the last five years. And uh, I meet this young 22-year-old, fresh out of college guy the first day of my, on the job, and he looked like he was 12 preppy totally not my kind of guy and you know he was my manager I was like oh the punishment continues so needless to say I know you've figured it out by now um, that has been my husband of uh, 28 years you know younger is better ladies I'm just saying we bought a little house and it was like a thousand square feet but of course that was more debt and next thing I know we've got two babies and within the first five to seven years of our marriage we were about at least sixty thousand dollars in debt and we were struggling to survive yeah. and didn't seem like the ideal situation so uh, of course Jeff was doing side jobs and you know all kinds of things to make up but when you're in that cycle you're never you're never getting out easy. It's just not. So <clears throat> we ended up going to one of those debt management companies. And so for the next five years, we had no credit cards. We tore up everything and we just chipped away. And so our, you know, there was no vacations. I mean, we just lived moment to moment. And the kids didn't really know. They're kids. They they just needed to play outside and us be present and we started homeschooling in this little thousand square foot house with no money and um, we homeschooled through eight, eighth grade. Uh, Jeff kept working for the company that he is employed by now and you know we just lived moment to moment and I wanted so much more for us but it was all stuff that was tangible like I don't think I realized like I do now how sweet that was and I think people just think I got to get the next best thing and I've got to have the bigger this and we got to have the most improved this for for you to be happy in your marriage in your life or even your family and I don't I don't think that's true and so what we could do, do, what we could and did do, is we could be available and present. And instead of sinking down into our self pity, we tried to figure out we're not stuck. So what do we got to do to get out of it? And some of it took a lot of work. I mean, not having one credit card for five or six years, and knowing that you know there's. Like, if you don't have the money, you don't buy it. And that was a hard life to live after being having racked up a bunch of credit. So 
somehow we survived and it made us stronger as a couple it really looked into uh, what was important and our kids were healthy they were fun funny and so we just enjoyed living very simple we kind of still live like that I, I don't know I'd rather be doing something and be engaged with my family or people than uh, acquiring more things. By the way, if you hear sounds like trucks are going by, yes. they are. They are. <laughs> and we are in Valley Park. Uh, so as we moved in what I would say a healthier direction, financially, uh, spiritually, as a family, uh, God began to bless us in, in little ways. And so I, I was feeling pretty good, you know. I was feeling pretty confident we were on a good track. And I, my kids were uh, eighth grade, and one in eighth grade, one in freshman in high school. And I started, you know, becoming, thinking I was pretty cool and becoming the super mom. And I was that mom that all those books warn you about now. Um, where I was trying to be all things to all people. The funny thing is, is that I truly believe uh, God has a design and a path for, for all of us. And I was off course a little bit, making, uh, putting myself up on a little bit of a pedestal. So uh, in October of 2007, I had gone to the doctor because I had felt uh, a little like BB in my armpit and I'm thinking you know I'm in the prime of my life I've got freedoms I never had now I'm actually in, in shape and um, he we do this simple outpatient you know biopsy thing I distinctly remember getting the phone call he said can you pull over which okay you know really like so I said, no, my daughter and her friend are in the car. Can I call you back in 30 minutes? And it was like the weirdest 30 minutes of my life. I was driving, I was doing everything, but I was like outside of my body because I knew what was coming. And if you have ever had any kind of cancer or have been close to someone with it, it's just the word, the word itself is just toxic. So anyway, uh, I got home ran into my bedroom, never said anything to the, the girls, that uh, my daughter and her friend, and my husband was at work, and I just called the doctor back, and he said, basically, you know, I'm sorry, uh, it's, it wasn't what we thought, uh, it is malignant, and, you know, we're going to have to move forward, and, you know, yeah, so there, there was, uh, 45, thinking I was at the peak of my life, everything, like you said, was seemed to be in line and I was the queen of volunteering now you know uh, and I had to stop what I was doing and and I had to take care of myself and the fortunate thing was we did catch it early I was able to uh, kind of get away with a couple more surgeries and only seven weeks of radiation wow. Um, I chose not to do chemo because of some of the statistics of things and the type of cancer that I had. And, um, but it was a huge wake-up call. And, um, and I definitely um, 
thought that I, I definitely thought that I had it kind of together and that I had a great relationship, you know, with my family and friends. But when something kind of stops you in their tracks, you recognize immediately, not only do you have to do what you got to do, whether it seems painful or not, um, but you also, you also need to get with people. Yeah. And uh, that was huge for me. As a relational person, like I wanted to make everything with everyone in my life right. And so I was like, who do I need to apologize to? Like, who do I need to love on? I mean, I was just scrambling. And it wasn't like, I, well, I didn't know what my percentage of survival was. Nobody really does. And uh, so that was huge for me. And I thought I was close to God in my relationship. And, and you realize how much closer you'll get. So it was very cool. So over the next, not quite, maybe nine months, life changed for us. We slowed down. We looked at each other differently. Mm-hmm. We embraced each other a lot more. We, we hugged and touched and had conversations that we may not have had, you know, if, if that hadn't entered our life. Um, so to me, uh, and by the way, that was 2007, and here it is, 2018, so I'll let you do the math. Mm. Uh, I'm still here. I have not had a reoccurrence, but I think about it every day. Uh, you get a weird pain in your you know, knee or your hip, or you get a headache that won't go away, and you always think, oh, what if it's the cancer? What if he's... Yeah, we've all heard it. Oh, you never know, and you know, make sure you tell your family you love them. But it's true, and it's real. And and to this day, I would say to anyone, cancer diagnosis or not, if you've got some business to do with people, if you've got some business to do with with God, if you've got a someone that you need to apologize to, or swallow your pride, or humble yourself, you, you should go do it. You should really go do it because the freedom that comes with that is amazing and that is a gift and there were so many times when uh, I didn't want to be that person that people felt sorry for because I had already lived 45 years have had a wonderful marriage not perfect but a wonderful marriage healthy kids so yeah I wasn't ready to go I'm still not but if that was it, I wanted to leave the legacy. Anyway, so we, uh, yeah, we got through that. And I, I distinctly remember thinking what a blessing having cancer was in my life. <laughs> and people are like, what are you, sick? That's just demented. But it really was. Everybody's moved on. You know, we, we, we don't talk about it very much. I just had a good friend uh, give me a little bracelet that just has survivor on it. it was definitely a life-changing season of of my life and so it's always good to have a subtle reminder reminder it keeps you humble uh, there's this little plaque that I keep uh, in, in the kitchen and it says and I'm gonna mess it up and but it's basically 
I want to slide into my grave with a body well used and a life well lived with a glass of wine and chocolate in my hand and yelling, <laughs> yeehaw! And so I'm not sure if that'll all fit on the tombstone, but if I had, a, yeah, if I had one, I, I know, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm probably not even going to have one of those. But anyway, whole nother story. Uh, so yeah, so that's the thing. So it's the legacy now that I want to leave behind that changes the trajectory of someone else's life. Not so that they become richer or more fit or anything like that, but, 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 the, but that they choose to look at their situation and find the blessing, the gratitude, the joy, even in a difficult situation. Mm -hmm. And it's there and it's available to all of us. We just have to keep working at it. Yeah. So as hard as we work at our jobs, our, our you know, bank accounts or, uh, you know, our workouts or all the things that we work, like, you say this a lot, money. Like the mindset of where we are and what we're doing, and the value that we bring to each situation, and that's where I don't know. That's purpose. that's my purpose, you yeah. know. Yeah, and it is your legacy. Lisa's that kind of person who everywhere she goes, it's about somebody else. A person who's decided every single day regardless of what's going on in between their ears, uh, discouraging things that are happening, cancer, uh, you know, life situations that will happen. Any of the experiences you just brought up, they've decided in advance to say, I'm going to thrive in this situation. And that will be what success looks like. I'm going to continue to love people. I'm going to continue to be grateful for the things that are going well. I'm going to continue to press through the things that aren't until they are. And that might take five years. It might take seven years. But I've not put a timeline on it. I'm going to keep forward. So that kind of effect, then, you're actually beginning a momentum in everyone's life around you. Because what we see is a person who's not going to be discouraged no matter what. One thing I remember going back to that phone call when the doctor called to tell me that the tumor was malignant, I remember taking about 30 seconds by myself in my bedroom with the door closed. I'd never turned the lights on. And I made this decision that I was either going to let the enemy, you know, just trap me into this self-pity and panic or I was going to trust that the Lord was going to use this for the better and I had a, I had a decision to make and I had about 30 seconds and I thought I'm not going to be that person that everybody feels sorry for not because I'm so tough and tumbly you know but but I really wanted to walk through this with the attitude that even in the storm, I know who's got me. Yeah. And um, so 
fortunately the Lord gave me strength in that area and that's why I can say to this day that that cancer was a blessing get up put on your big girl panties and let's do this and uh, there we go that's pretty good summary of MindFit you know you really have to decide in moments even before there's a catastrophe to choose hope, to choose courage, to choose encouragement, to choose to be stubborn in the face of difficulty and say, people are watching me. I will maybe cry privately. Um, I might have a few people who I do that with and, and let go of those emotions insofar as I can. But I still have to get up every day and believe that there's purpose for my life. Yeah, and I would just tag on to that, that purpose doesn't have to, it doesn't always get a paycheck, and purpose doesn't always uh, get a plaque, and doesn't always have an office, mm -hmm. and we, purpose doesn't always get to write a book, <laughs> and uh, sometimes purpose is behind the scenes. You don't put it on social media. You're not looking for a bonus at the end of the year. Sometimes your value and your purpose is just between you and your maker. And uh, there is so much beauty in that. And when you're serving others, no matter what your problems are or what your shortcomings or you know, lack ofs. When you're serving others, it's amazing how all those other things become insignificant. Right. And um, you, you enjoy life no matter where you are. And um, that that would be my encouragement: is your purpose and value, like you said, is a decision. And you know, you don't let anybody tell you that. They, that you don't have purpose or value. That's right. And if they do, tell me who they are and I'll go find them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, this is a really important point to end with. This purpose that we're looking for, the significance, the money, the family, all that isn't actually the purpose. The purpose is a mind fitness of gratitude. Getting up being grateful for what is happening in your life and embracing it. When that situation that you can't control happens as it does to every one of us in our lives, choose now to see that as an opportunity to go deeper in gratitude. Every single person right now listening to this podcast needs to decide that in that moment, you're gonna get better, not bitter that is serving other people, even if it's just your kids, even if it's just your husband or your wife, even if it's just your boss, even if it's um, just your own soul getting filled up with light, because that's what happens when you're grateful. Embrace the mess and we're grateful for um, you, Lisa. Thanks for being a big part of CrossFit Valley Park and for joining us on MindFit and thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon, bye.